<laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I'm fucking dying. Um, hey, welcome back. Um, it's Chris. I realized last week I didn't really give the show a name. And that's because when I recorded that episode, I hadn't yet named it, which, um, a bit of an oversight on my end, but it's all right. So, uh, officially, welcome to Cinema Space Episode 2. And, uh, this week, let me talk about Secret Invasion. Um, yeah, so Secret Invasion, as of me recording this, the final episode came out two days ago. And, uh, I'm not gonna lie, I was not one of the people that watched this coming out weekly on Disney+, Plus, mostly because I was kind of just bored and a little burnt out from the MCU. I'm not gonna lie. Last MCU show I watched was, um, She-Hulk, so... Yeah, if you've, if you've seen She-Hulk, um, you could kind of understand my my desire to not immediately jump into a new series. But honestly, I was a little excited for this show, you know? Trailers looked pretty cool. Seemed like a nice little epic paranoia spy thriller, so I was a bit excited. And uh, when I watched the first two episodes, I, I, was, I, was, I was pretty surprised. I was like, these are pretty good. You know, I think they start off... This show definitely starts off very strong. Um, I, I was excited for it. I'm not going to lie. Um, but, oh my God, does this show have a fall off? If I'm going to be honest, this this is not, is not very good. <laughs> this show falls off so fast. It's insane. Um, for one, this show is just short as hell. Like six episodes was not enough, not nearly enough for this series. And I, I was a little surprised. Like, the first two episodes were about uh, 50-ish minutes long. Every episode after that is, like, 30 minutes. And for a show of that's covering something of this scale, I was a little, like, taken aback by the fact that this is, like, very short. Like, they definitely did not have the time to do any of this. And this story feels so, so rushed. Like, it's like... I, I blinked in, like... So much and so little happened at once. Like, it's absurd. And another problem I have with this show is how uneventful it feels. Like, this is like a massive event. Technically speaking, I'm using air quotes here. In the MCU, and it feels so not important. Like, there's like no one in this show at all. It's just Nick Fury dealing with this like scroll invasion quote-unquote, on his own. And, like, even though this is, like, a really important event, the show, like, really makes it feel like this is, like, another Tuesday. Like, the, like nothing, uh, like, really happens that much. It's, the, like, the scale of this is, like, not at all, like, present. It's, it's so, so, like, underwhelming. That, that's really the best word I can use to describe it. This show is incredibly underwhelming. It really does not, it really did not live up to the hype that I really had for it and that a lot of other people had for it, to be honest with you. Like, oh, like, and a lot of the, I guess, bigger things that happen in the show, like with the character deaths, just fall so, so flat for me. Like, um, spoiler alert for this show, if anyone even cares. Um, Maria Hill and Talos both die at different points in the show, and I could care less. 
Like, okay, Maria Hill has been around for a while. You know, she's been here since, like, the first Avengers movie. She's in Age of Ultron. She's in Far From Home, or at least um, the scroll version of her is in Far From Home. And, like, she gets shot by Gravik, disguised as Nick Fury, and, and dies. And I felt nothing. <laughs> Like, her death was so meaningless because I don't know who this person is. It's like, I was supposed I supposed to feel sad. The same thing goes for Talos. Like, we saw him in Captain Marvel. I haven't seen that movie since it came out because that movie is not good, to be honest, either. But, like, still, we only really see him in that film. Who in the hell? Okay. Never, going back, we only really see him in that film, and, like, not really much afterwards, so, like, him dying in this show, I mean, he does get a little bit of development bet- with the relationship between him and Fury, and him and his daughter, but it's so, it just falls so flat for me that when he dies, again, it's just like a, oh, oh no, all right. Like it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. Like this this show feels so not important and like considering the scale of Secret Invasion in the comics, it's just so disappointing to see this show just fall so flat on its face. Like I really got tired and bored of it like really quickly. Like and this show's also got the problem of it doesn't like surprise me at all like for a show about aliens kind of invading and disguising themselves as humans this show is so predictable like there are full scenes in this show where i kind of just like was like watched it and i i just like knew what was gonna happen like i'm like watching a scene like unfold and i'm like oh like that like this is gonna happen. Like the scene where Talos meets Gravik in that like coffee shop or whatever, you know, he goes, he sits down, they get like fucking tea or whatever. And I'm just thinking in my head, I'm just like, yo, no there there this room this room, this whole room right now is definitely full of scrolls. Like these are all Gravik's people. And not like a minute later, <laughs> when Talos kind of tries to like punch Gravik or whatever, everyone stands up and turns into them. I'm like, I fucking knew it. And like the same, and is that's not the only scene that some shit like this happens. Like there's that scene where like Fury's scroll wife, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like goes into a security deposit box, pulls something out, and I'm like, that's a gun. That's definitely a gun she's going for in there. And then she goes out and pulls a Glock out. And I'm like, I like, I knew it. Like, it's so, it's so bad. And like, this show also does a terrible job at like making you like wonder. Like, I was going into this thinking that like it was gonna be like a like the thing. Like how that movie deals with like paranoia and mistrust and all that. Like of, like, an alien that's able to take the form of, like, people and mimic them, like, perfectly. Like, that we were going to go into the show and, like, we're not going to know, like, who's a scroll and who's a human. And, like, you know, we're going to, like, be under this, like, mistrust of, like, every character we see that isn't Nick Fury. And it's so disappointing because, like, I-, I guess it's a good time to talk about Rhodey's reveal in this. 
I saw it coming from the first episode. <laughs> like, this reveal is this reveal's not good. It's not. Because the entire time that Rhodey is on screen, he is so antagonistic and so aggressive for seemingly no reason. But there is a reason. And I, like, knew it immediately. I'm looking at this. I've watched, like, everything Marvel that has come out since Iron Man. I know who the fuck Rhodey is. I know the type of person he is. And the second I saw him in this show, I knew for if I knew like after that first scene, this motherfucker's a scroll. Like no doubt in my head. So when we see that scroll like in like the scroll him in the shower or whatever, and then like she like wipes the fucking glass on the mirror and turns into Rhodey, I was like <laughs> I just rolled my eyes. Cause I saw it coming from a mile away. Like th- like Rhodey would never be this much of a dick. <laughs> The dude is funny, he makes quips, but he is not this much of an asshole. So seeing this, it was so obvious, like, yeah, this guy's a scroll. The only, like, scroll reveal in this show that was honestly, like, really good and on point was Ross in the very first episode. Cause and that's literally the opening scene. Ross, um, or scroll Ross in this instance goes to meet this guy or whatever who tells him that like scrolls are invading and they're in the government and they're blah 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 doing this or planning a bomb they're behind all these terrorist attacks and ross is like all right like i'm gonna i'll take this to fury and then the dude attacks him and tries to choke him out and ross is running i'm like yo what's going on like what is this like i think he's just freaking out like what's going on and then um is um talos like catches up to him you know, disguised as some random Russian. And, like, it's revealed that Ross was a scroll, and that actually caught me off guard. I was like, holy shit. Like, how long has he been a scroll for? Like, how long has this been a thing? And I thought that was going to be the entire show. I was like, we're going to have to play a guessing game and try to use our heads to figure out who is a scroll and who isn't. It was, no, a five-year-old could tell you who was a fake. <laughs> It was so, so disappointing. I expected so much from this. Like, again, like, going back to what I was saying with The Thing. You see, that's a movie that uh, took this concept and did it much better way earlier. You know, in that film, we have a bunch of scientists trapped on a base with an alien that is trying to assimilate among them and is able to fully recreate like their looks, um, their voice, their mannerisms, everything, and like these guys are, and throughout that movie, you have you get this like genuine like sense of paranoia. Like you really don't know in any given scene, are you talking to an, to the thing, or are you talking to this person for real? And there's like that really sense of mistrust, and this show just lacks that. Like. I I genuinely thought that we were going to see a paranoid spy thriller where we were going to have to really figure this shit out ourselves and, like, with the characters. But, like, with, like, Rhodey, man, Fury knew that motherfucker was a scroll after his, like, second meeting with him. It was so blatantly obvious. Like, even... And that, that was after he was revealed to the audience to be a scroll. You know, I'm looking at Fury's conversation with him. You know, he listens in to Rhodey telling his wife to fucking kill him. And I get, and 
like Fury, you know, this guy's this guy's not an idiot. You know, Fury's, you know, he's not like Tony Stark level intelligent. He's not like that smart, like Banner or anything like that. But you know, the motherfucker could put two and two together, and like you know, it's so so like it's just so underwhelming. I'm just so disappointed in this because I expected so much more from this. Again, this storyline in the comics is like a huge event, and like it was like built up to and came out of literally nowhere. Because in the comics, this event kind of the Secret Invasion event kind of starts off with an Avengers mission in like Japan or something. And during that mission, Elektra gets killed. And when Elektra dies, you know, they're all sad and blah, blah, blah. But then it's like she transforms into a scroll and it's revealed like, holy shit, like they are living like among us. And then Tony and like the rest of the Avengers and the Illuminati kind of realize they don't know how many of these like aliens have like been living among them because they didn't know Electra was a scroll this whole time they don't even know how long she was a scroll for and it like it does such a better job with this especially because it's a lot more high stakes because these scrolls are pretending to be heroes which is something else this this show does not do because this show does not have nearly enough characters like the only characters you really see in this show, especially the ones that like can give it the stakes it needs, is Rhodey. And again, I already said and talked about how bad Rhodey's reveal is and how disappointing his like role in this is. So like, I again, I Fury kind of says like, no, we can't have Avengers in this. I can't call them up because, you know, then they're gonna be accused of terrorism once the scrolls start copying them. You know what? No! I want to see that shit. <laughs> Why isn't that happening? Is it that hard for a scroll to copy what Sam Wilson looks like? Can't they just Google a picture of him and just... Ah, uh, alright. Now I'm Captain America. Uh, can't they just... Uh, well, no one knows who Peter Parker is anymore. But, like, same thing with, like, Bucky or fucking Clint Barton. What other Avengers are alive right now? <laughs> um, Scott Lang, you know, he's doing stuff. Um, after Quantumania, uh, Shang-Chi, he's, like, viral on YouTube. Like, can't the scrolls easily copy event? Like, they may not be able to copy their abilities, but you could at least copy what they look like and, like, I don't know, frame them for shit, get some Avengers involved in this. Like, you got people running around looking like them. Like, come on, let's get to the bottom of this. Let's figure this shit out. No, we don't do any of that. Like, this show definitely should have been a movie. This should have been a film. I don't understand why they decided to go and make this a six-episode series, and most of these episodes are not above half an hour long. I think that is a problem that I've been seeing from Marvel lately. Like, their, their shows, the length of them are, they're so short. They don't give shit room to breathe. <laughs> I feel like we can get so much more out of these stories and out of these characters if Marvel just took their time and just told a nice tale. But no, they're all like six episodes long, so they feel so rushed. And it and this 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 show is like a very bad offender of it, like more than some of the others, like Loki, WandaVision, Falcon and Winter. Like some of those early Disney Plus shows were definitely a lot better with this kind of stuff. But man, this show feels so freaking rushed. It's it's so bad. Like this, they definitely should have took this story and made this into like. Maybe not an Avengers movie, because they kind of do say in the show the Avengers are not really a thing anymore, which makes sense if you really look at the MCU right now. 
like you have Captain America, you know, Sam Wilson doing his thing. Uh, Spider-Man's doing his thing in New York. Clint's retired. Um, Scott Lang is also writing books and doing other shit. The Guardians are off planet. Doctor Strange got his own stuff to deal with with the multiverse. Um, Like there really aren't any Avengers right now. And that's like a big thing that differs in phase four from the other phases in the mcu is every single phase in the mcu has led up to an avengers movie like we got a team-up film that like took everything from everyone's individual kind of stories like ele- like some sort of element from it and like that led and contributed to this bigger film like with the first avenger we get you know loki's um we introduced him in thor you know thor and then uh first avenger you know kind of introduce us to the Tesseract and, like, I guess Infinity Stones in general. Um, even though, like, we didn't really know what those were. Um, you know, other films, like Iron Man 2 introduces Black Widow. Uh, Hulk is a thing. <laughs> but, like, and then it leads into this, like, Avengers movie. And then the same thing happens in Phase 2. You know, we got Iron Man 3 introduced, like, the Iron Legion. And, like, you know, Tony's guilt, Tony's, like, uh, PTSD and stuff. Why did I say guilt? His PTSD after the first Avengers movie. We get, you know, Thor the Dark World happened. You know, that's a movie. (laughs) Um, Winter Soldier, big film for the MCU. And it leads right into Age of Ultron. Because, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. gets taken down. Hydra is exposed. And... Uh, we're getting introduced to, like, the Maximoff twins and all that. And, again, this leads right into Avengers Age of Ultron. And then Age of Ultron happens. You know, all this stuff, we it, like, helps lead into Civil War. And, like, you know, it helps make the universe feel more connected when we see elements and other stuff from these characters' individual stories culminate in a Avengers film. You see, in Phase 4, none, nothing like that happens. Like, if this wasn't, um, like, the MCU and, it was, and these movies weren't a part of it, you would not know that any of these movies interacted together. Like, you see, like, Eternals, and this is the thing that I point out to anyone when I bring this point up. In Eternals, there, the end of that movie, we, like, leave off with a celestial, like, a ginormous-ass space, like, god sticking out like his hand and part of his head is sticking out of the fucking planet and not a single person in marvel since that film has come out has talked about the fact that there is a literal like god sticking out of the planet no one's mentioned it at all it's like do we even share a universe at this point anymore i feel like all these like stories just have different things like going on in them and like no one's caring it's like Sam Wilson, are you just, like, sleeping? The U.S. government, like, does no one notice this? It's not brought up in this show. It's not brought up in any of the other shows beforehand. It's like, what are, like, what's going on here? Like, (laughs) did people just stop caring after the multitude of alien invasions that happened on Earth? Uh, Because, I mean, maybe you would because, you know, you get desensitized to shit like that. But, like, I don't know. I would be a little concerned about the literal, like, ginormous statue thing sticking out of the planet. 
Um, no one's mentioned, like, Captain America or anything. Like, we haven't really seen anyone, like, talk about Sam or anything like that. No one's really spoken about anything that's happened in New York, like, any in Hawkeye or whatever. But I guess that's a smaller scale story, so whatever. Um, but no, even, like, what happened in No Way Home... Like, did no one, no one, I know, like, everyone forgot, like, who Peter Parker was and stuff, but people, but Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness kind of showed us that Strange at least still remembers the events of that movie. Like, he doesn't remember who Spider-Man is, but he remembers what happened, at least. So, or is no one in the entire MCU, other than that one mention in that, in that Doctor Strange film, gonna mention the fact that the sky opened up? At the end of that movie. And the reality itself was like falling apart. Like. Because. And the reason I say all this. And bring this up. Is because I thought Secret Invasion. Is the perfect way. To like bring some of these heroes together. And like put them in a film together. You know. Show like the universe a little. uh, That it connects a bit. And it definitely. Would have helped. This story. Because you get these big A-list heroes in it. And now it's a lot higher stakes. Now we really got to be like. Oh my god. Like. Is this person a scroll or not? Like are we really. Is like this really Captain America? Is this really Shang-Chi? Like whoever. And it would have just made the movie. It would have just made a movie version of this. And it would have made the story a lot more. Impactful. And a lot more high stakes. Like, if they had gone that route. And you and the thing is, is that you don't even have to make this. Like, you don't even have to title it as an Avengers movie if you don't want to. You could... You... Because... Look at Civil War. There is about 12-ish heroes in that story. And, like, yeah, not all of them are really that important to the plot. Like, you got, like, Bucky, Cap, and Iron Man that are really, like, the big, like, names in that film. And I guess, like, you could say... Uh, Black Panther too. Like T'Challa has a pretty like T'Challa has more of an arc in that movie than he does his own. That's a topic for another day. But like you could have done something like Civil War. Civil War. A lot of people say Civil War is an Avengers story, but it's really not. It's a Captain America story with Avengers in it, and it makes the stakes in that movie a lot higher. And the the ramifications of the events in that film really bleed over into the other MCU projects because it, it, like, really directly affects the Avengers' loss in Infinity War, like, just a few years later. And it's like, you could have done something like that with this story, man. You could have taken the Avengers, put them in a movie. Maybe, yeah, maybe Nick Fury comes down to Earth and he's the one, he's, like, the main person, he's the catalyst um, of this story, and he's the main guy that we're focusing on. But we could still have, like, other Avengers, like, around him. Like, maybe, like, you know, maybe he does talk to Rhodey. Maybe he tries to get Rhodey to see this. Um, Maybe, you know, we he, like, talks to some other heroes. Whatever. Um, And then, like, you know, maybe he starts being distrustful of Rhodey eventually. Like, while they're trying to, like, work and figure this out. No, maybe he goes to Sam whatever and like eventually like they come to the conclusion yeah like maybe uh roadie's a scroll and then we get like a reveal maybe at some point where he like betrays them and like to help fucking graphic or whatever i don't know man i just think that they kind of fumbled the bag by making this a show like this story it just makes the story feel so much smaller and insignificant like 
like Secret Invasion in Marvel Comics is kind of on the same scale. Maybe not as much as Civil War, but it's definitely there at that kind of level where this is like a very huge event that happens. And like it could have been something like that too in the MCU, but man, they really just sold themselves by making this a a, sh- a show instead of a movie. Like they changed Armor War Armor ugh, I can't talk. Armor World <laughs> Jesus Christ, I can't speak. Armor World Wars, fuck. Armor Wars into a movie. They made that, that was originally a show and they turned it into a film. And maybe they did it because of some reactions to some of the shows earlier, but they should definitely have done that with this. I feel like the movie would have benefited a lot. Maybe, you know, money and whatever, like they have to pay all these people. You don't have to put a lot of these people in the movie for that long. Like you don't need you don't need Sam Wilson in this film for that long. If you want to throw Bucky in there too, um, Scott maybe. Like you don't have to have these people. Bruce Banner. Like we don't need them in the film for that long. Maybe like give them like ten minutes of screen time total. Like just enough to, to that. Like they have like some sort of impact on the story and like you know we feel the stakes of this event like. Fuck it, we could make it that all the Avengers were scrolls, actually. All the people, all the Avengers in this movie that Fury interacts with are all scrolls. And, you know, now he has to figure this shit out by himself. I don't know, that would have been cool. It would have been better than what we got. Damn. And, like, speaking of graphic, that guy's. I'm not gonna lie, he's fucking lame. <laughs> I don't like him. Like, yeah, he's a little, he's kind of cool, whatever. Um, I never really understood... Like, I get the motivation of, like, you guys have been refugees for X amount of years since at least, like, Captain Marvel in the 90s. Like, you know, you guys, Fury promised you a home, Carol Devers promised you a home, and, yeah, they haven't delivered. Whatever, Fury's been making y'all do his dirty work. And, like, you feel a little resentment towards that. But, like, how did we jump from that feeling to, let's kill every human on the planet, (laughs) And I'm, like, so serious when I say this. There's a point in the finale, and I'll talk about the finale, ooh, where Gravik is talking to what we and him assume is Nick Fury. It's actually Gaia, but again, I'll get to that. Like, and he's kind of telling Fury, like, the reason he has the appearance he does is because of the man that he walks around as is the first person that Fury had him kill. You know, he's talking about, oh, like, this guy had a wife and kids and blah, blah, blah. And he talks at certain other points in the show about how humans are just senselessly violent and are going to lead to their own extinction anyway. He's just fucking pressing the gas pedal to make it go faster. And I'm just thinking in my head, I'm like, okay, so you were upset that Fury is making you kill all these people, blah, 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 for you. So, why did your brain immediately jump to let's nuke everyone? Like, he really thinks like Ultron, if you really think about it. Except Ultron just does... Ultron is just kind of crazy. And there's no, like, rhyme or reason. Like, we see in, like, What If, when he actually does succeed with his plan, he kind of just, like, doesn't have purpose. But, like, you know, Gravik here is trying to actually, like, give his people a home. But it's like, again, why are we just immediate? Why did we immediately jump to let's nuke... Let's have the humans nuke each other to death and we'll just live in a nuclear wasteland 
Like, I get the scrolls can live in those conditions, but, like, why did we... How did we get from that to that? I feel like that was such an extreme jump in ideology. ideology and, like, all that. Like, I don't understand it. Why did he... Well, I don't understand this, man. And we never... We see him in a flashback once. When we meet... When Fury first meets him as, like, a young scroll or whatever. Back in the 90s. Like, a year after Captain Marvel takes place. And we never flash back ever again. Like, I want to know what happened to this man specifically. I want to see what happened to him that made him think like a crazy person. Because he was on board with for a while. And yeah, I can get being mad that, you know, Fury hasn't kept his promise or whatever. But, you know, I feel like, you know, in the real world, when a lot of people don't keep their promises, and a lot of people don't, you know, your first instinct isn't murder. You know, oh my god, like, that's not what your first, like, thought is, and he kind of just jumps that right away, at least it feels that way, like, he might actually have some sort of, like, reason, like, you wanna know what he feels like to me, he reminds me a lot of, if anyone's ever watched Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Super specifically, feels like Zamasu, like, he sees humans, like, be violent and, like, be war-hungry or whatever. And he immediately just jumps the ship and goes, all right, swipe them all out. They're not doing anything with this planet anyways. I might as well use it. Oh, it's so bad. And, like, oh, my God. And I don't understand why any of the other scrolls follow him at all. Like, I get you want a home. But, like, y'all can blend in very easily with humans and... As we see in this show, especially with the Scroll Council, a lot of them are taking, like, very powerful, like, spots in, like, government and all that. Like, some of, like, there's one who's in charge of NATO. One of them is, like, the Prime Minister of the UK. So, it's like, these scrolls have, like, adapted to human life pretty well. You know, I that's the point of their species, I guess. Like, they're able to adapt very easily. But... Like, why would anyone, why is anyone choosing to follow? Now? Why now? Like, why now is the time that, like, you know, let's follow this guy. Like, he's going to take us to the promised lands. I don't get it. I don't. Because we see how he treat. look at how he treats his own people. Like, he kills, like, he talks about humans killing each other. This motherfucker kills a lot of people, a lot of scrolls in this show. There is one scene where, you know, it's after they try to kill the president and, like, episode like four or something one of the scrolls calls out how he couldn't you know how he didn't kill fury how he had the chance to multiple times and you know he kind of is like he's kind of like man like why should we trust you why should we follow you and this dude just straight up kills him right after and then like a bunch of the other scrolls later in the episode try to jump him and like suffocate him to death or something because he's basically like a god now. <laughs> and he just murders all of them. And he does the last guy. He does it in front of a crowd. And y'all still are cool with him? Y'all still chill? Like, what happened? Like, man, I saw Captain Marvel even though it wasn't that good. And, like, the scrolls weren't that this crazy in that movie, man. They just running from the Kree. Because Kree also kind of some assholes. Like, I don't understand. This villain is just not appealing. His plan, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of found a little stupid. Like, okay, you want, you're gonna, you're saying, all right, 
Fury hasn't found us a home in X amount of years. I'm taking matters into my own hands. Why is your plan... Your plan makes no sense. Because, okay, hold on. Because his plan is to create terrorist events and frame himself as other governments and stuff to cause, like, mostly the U.S. and Russia into nuclear war. He wants to cause World War Three exactly. Because, you know, shout out to Oppenheimer. If you haven't seen that, go watch it. Um, you know... Mutually assured destruction. That's a thing with nuclear war. That's why we haven't had like a war of that kind of scale since World War II. And his plan is to, you know, make force these countries to, you know, nuke each other. My question. Why don't you just do that yourself? <laughs> like... You clearly have no issue with infiltrating governments and high corporations and shit because you guys were easily able to do that. You know, like, you guys are already, you already have scrolls that are pretending to be, like, world leaders. Why can't you just, you know, pose yourself as uh, Vlad or whatever, the, the president, and, um, you know, just order the shits yourselves? Why are we going through, like, a third party to accomplish your goals? You know, there's even that scene where um, Gravik is trying to find out who the mole is. So he has a submarine release uh, uh, about a nuka UN plane. And that really, expo- that really exposed it for me. When I saw, when I watched that, I was like, okay, so you can nuke you know, things yourself. And you're choosing not to. Like, why? <laughs> Your plan is so dumb. Like, just do shit yourself. Like, just that just do shit yourself. Like, you don't have to go through other people and all this stuff. You don't have to force world leaders to do it. Just, you already, like, clearly, like, shown that you are capable of just nuking people yourself. Like, just go and do it, you dumbass. Oh my god, he just sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I mean, the actor, you know, I'm not gonna lie, it took me a little bit to take Gravik seriously. Because I just saw Mr. Kingsley in Barbie. <laughs> so I had to, like, it took me a little bit to really take him seriously as a villain to begin with because of that. And, like, this makes me take you less seriously. Because, man, I feel like we could have, you know, we could have done this in, like, an episode or two. We could have, you know. Man, it's just so stupid. So stupid. Oh, my God. His perf- Again, his performance is good. I like it, especially in the finale. But, my God, this just falls so flat on its face. Like, he he's not that interesting of a villain. Again, he is definitely not the worst villain. Especially in these Marvel TV shows. I'm looking at Carly from Winter Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like that that was terrible. But uh again, like he kind of just these villains are so like cartoonish in the way that they just kind of just jump the gun. They don't progress really naturally. And again, if there is a reason for his insanity, uh we don't get to see it. So, I mean, what are we going to do? And you know, I guess this is a good this is a good segue to let's talk about the finale. Um, oh my god, the decisions, decisions, decisions that they made in this finale. 
So let's talk about the scene between Fury, quote unquote, and Gravik. So this is kind of like the little resolution to their kind of story and all that. Now Gravik is pouring his heart out because he feels betrayed. He looked up to Fury and all that, and he felt betrayed that Fury didn't keep his promise and blah, blah, blah. It's nice. And then Fury kind of just tells him straight up too. He's like, you know, like, yeah, I failed you, man. Like, I kind of knew immediately that, you know, we weren't going to be able to find y'all another planet. Like, the only way was to get y'all a home on Earth, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, I fucked up. I failed you. And, you know, we get revealed a few minutes later. That's not Gravik. That's Gara. Which just takes all of the emotion out of that scene, man. Like, that was for nothing. It's it's so dumb. Like, we, we had this really, like, emotional exchange between these two characters. Whatever, about their relationship. And it's still unsolved because they ever really face each other. Like, Fury doesn't really interact with... Um, Garrett directly until since like the first episode we had the first episode where they like stared each other down and then Gravik fucking bombed that Russian like square or whatever and it's the only time they really like see each other face to face in the entire show like why why do we have to do that like I guess yeah Fury would have probably died and stuff if he went in there but like man like making that not Fury, just, again, it just takes all the emotion out. Like, we just watched this for what? Like, that was never resolved. And then we get a CG, a big CGI fight that is just so dumb. Like, for one, these scrolls are now, like, the most powerful beings on the in the universe. Like, Gara is now, like, the whatever... I don't even know if I'm saying this bitch's name right. Um... She's now, like, the most powerful person in Marvel, and it's not close. <laughs> now, people have had debates, you know, who the strongest person in the MCU was. Oh, like, is it Thor? Is it Captain Marvel? Is it, you know, is it Wanda? Like, nah, bro, it's her now. Like, it, it's, it's, uh, Gara? Gara? Oh, I don't fucking know. Talos' daughter. Uh, yeah, now it's her, because she has everyone's powers. That People, um, people have been counting off the names that, um, of the DNA that she received, and we saw a lot of it. Like, she has, like, Ebony Maw's powers. You got Drax, uh, Thor, Captain Marvel. Like, all these people. Uh, she has extremist DNA from earlier when she gave herself powers, and those people, are, and those motherfuckers are able to heal, like, crazy. Uh, like, they're, like, they, that's, that's not good. Like, she's literally a god. And the thing is, is she, again, she stole a scroll so she can look like people, too. Like, bro, she's unstoppable, bro. I really... Like, Marvel really dug themselves into a hole with that one. I don't know how exactly they plan on fixing, undoing that. Uh, I would assume, like, you know, once King Dynasty shows up, you know, if she's not in it or if they haven't dealt with that by then... A lot of people are going to be asking, why can't she just go into solo Ken? Uh, Ken. Oh, my God. I've been thinking. I've been seeing too many Barbie TikToks. Kang. Like, why can't she just go solo him? And, you know, that's a good-ass point. I honestly think that if they want to do something smart with her, is they should take her and 
have her get killed by Kang, like, as, like, his en entr entrance into the film. That is going to show you us how dangerous this man is, especially after Quantumania. Kang kind of look a little weak getting swarmed by a lot of ants like that, bro. I'm not going to hold you. Like, he kind of got his ass kicked by Scott Lang and Hank Pym and a army of ants. Like, isn't this guy supposed to be, like, a multiversal threat? Like, uh, <laughs> like you want to make him seem strong as shit? Make him take out this basic, basically a god. Make him take out this god that we seamlessly don't have any answers for. And that's going to show us how strong this motherfucker is. Granted, that's now also going to make it really hard for anyone else to kill him. And to make it, like, seem believable. But, I don't know. They, I, that's a problem for that movie. Like, but again, like, this... And then, oh my god, the whole scene in the hospital with the president where Fury and, oh my god, what is this lady's name? Uh, I don't even remember, man. This, uh, this show's so forgettable. Rosa something? No, that's the scientist. I, I don't remember the British lady. Like, we get... Those two trying to convince the president that Rhodey is a scroll, while and while he has nukes getting ready to uh, shoot at Russia, at the scroll base. And Fury doesn't just immediately like the president is better and like you know he got he was in that attack, whatever. Sonia, that's her name. Oh my God, yes, yeah, Sonia. Oh, I got problems with her. We'll talk about the supporting cast in a minute. Um, but yeah, like we have those two trying to convince the president of this, trying to get him to see Rhodey's a scroll, and he goes to Rhodey and he's like, is it true? And he's like, of course it ain't. No shit, the motherfucker's gonna say he's not a scroll. <laughs> and like, come on, like Fury, Sonya, like y'all are like elite, like special agents. The president probably has never used a gun in his life. I don't think it would take that long to just shoot scroll Rhodey. And then take the president's gun away. Like, uh, like, come on. Why are we sitting here wasting time? And then it just, and then they do shoot Scroll Rhodey. Eventually. And it's revealed he's a scroll. And the president's like, oh, damn. Yo, give me a phone. Like, why? They dragged that scene out for so long for absolutely zero reason. Like, there was, like, come on, man. We have to do that. And then. Oh, man, uh, I guess, what else is there even to talk about the finale? It's just so weak. And then, you know, uh, oh, Fury, let's talk, you know what, let's talk about Fury and his scroll wife. You know, this is what I mean by, like, these shows are way too short. Because, in theory, you know, Fury being married to a scroll, this could be interesting, I'm not gonna lie. You know, um, you know, you're definitely curious about a thing or two. <laughs> Oh, I'm not gonna lie, like, when the scene at the end of this episode where they kiss and, like, she's not in her actual, like, normal scroll skin, um, it gave off some Planet of the Apes vibes, I'm not gonna lie. Have you ever seen Planet of the Apes, like, the original movie, or, God forbid, Tim Burton's reboot, that and the ending scene where the human um, main character kisses the monkey, it, it gave off those kind of vibes, you know? Uh, but this relationship definitely is something that, you know, you could do a lot with. You know, we could, um, this could be something very interesting we could look into, you know, with Fury and all that. 
um, with him as a character. But the thing is, is that we're, it's not given enough time to properly develop. Like, I don't care about his wife because we barely see her. They barely really interact. You know, they have some nice interactions here and there. But again, the story feels so rushed because they don't have the time to do it because the series was six episodes long and most of those episodes are a half hour. We don't have enough, and especially for the scale that this story's trying to be at, it doesn't have enough time for these things to grow and to flourish into what they could be. So again, it just falls flat. I don't care about this relationship. And it's like, when is the next time that we're going to see Fury's wife? Like, okay, like we, we're gonna, we know we're going to see Fury in the Marvels. Because we've seen him because the trailers are out and he's, you know, he's in them, but... Realistically speaking, when's the last time that we are actually going to see his wife ever again in these movies? And I already I already see this coming. They're probably going to end up killing her off at some point. You know, for some dramatic effect or whatever, and no one's going to give a shit because we don't know her too well. Like I'd like to know her maybe. Like give me something, man. We spent most of these episodes just dicking around. Like, it's so low stakes. Like, this show is so predictable at where it's going. It's so, it's so disappointing. And, like, uh, like you might be hearing me, like, talk about this, and you might be like, damn, you must think this is the worst Disney Plus show. No, this is definitely not the worst. She-Hulk is definitely way, way worse. Like, oh my god, have I never been so bored in my life. But, you know, again, that's a topic for another day. But, like, this isn't the worst Disney Plus show, but it's far from the best. Like, you know, some of these Disney Plus series, you know, at least have been character studies in some of these characters. You don't get to know more about these people as characters. You know, some people that, you know, at first that we didn't really see a lot of in, like, these movies. Like, you know, Wanda, Sam, Bucky. You know, Bucky, you know, is focused on a lot in Winter Soldier and in Civil War. But we don't really get to know Bucky like that. Really, until Falcon and Winter Soldier, same thing with Sam Wilson. Like, a lot of people didn't really like Falcon before that. And I really love the character development you get for for those two in between those two. You know, that's really, it's really nice to see, you know, Wanda and her progression into fucking madness that, you know, culminates in Doctor Strange 2. You know, with uh, the Hawkeye series, you know, getting to see, you know, more of Clint and, like, getting the really like see how the snap affected him and this and that um it was it was you know that was nice i like i was one thing about the disney plus shows that i really liked from marvel you know we got to see more of these like in depth of these characters like these shows were less about what was really going on and more about like who these people are even though you know marvel has a story to push that seems to be going nowhere but you know, I thought we were going to get something similar like that for Fury. Uh, and we really didn't. I don't, I feel like, like, there are, they hint, but the, the worst part about it is that they hint at it. Because they, they show us, like, you know, Fury, you know, people, people tell us, you know, Fury, you're different from before and after the blip. You know, blah, 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 this and that. Like, they do a lot of telling us this stuff, but we never really get to really see it very, very well. Um, it's just so disappointing. This show and this just story in general had so much potential for it. 
And, you know, the decisions by Marvel just... It just falls so flat. Like, the supporting cast also sucks. Like, I said, like, Sonya... I couldn't even remember her name for a good while. You know, Gaia... Maria Hill, even though she's in one episode... Even, like, the only person in the supporting cast that is really any good is Talos. And Talos kind of just dies. Like, unresolved. Like, he never, like, unresolved shit with his daughter. You know, even with Fury. With his people. His death, I don't see any narrative purpose for it. And I don't understand why it's there. But it's there. And it's terrible. You know, it's it's so so bad. I it's 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 not even really bad. It's just disappointing. Like I this the way this show set itself up, it really did set itself up to be uh, in the trailers and such, to be like this epic spy paranoia thriller. And that is not what we got at all. Like I would have really loved to see, you know, if this show really played into those ideas that it was setting up, and it did not. Oh man, it's it's so upsetting. Um, one okay, one of the last things I want to talk about with this series has to do with Rhodey and that reveal. Because we get to see uh, at the end when they rescue all some of the people that the scrolls impersonated. Rhodey is in like his hospital gown or whatever. A lot of people are saying that. Rhodey has been probably been a scroll since Civil War. And I hate this idea. If that is true, oh my god. <laughs> I might stop watching Marvel, man. Like, you don't know how much stuff has happened since Civil War. You know, that whole thing with Rhodey and him getting paralyzed. Um, cause that would also mean that Rhodey didn't go through the blip. He didn't go through um, you know, losing all his friends with that. He didn't go through losing Tony. And Endgame, like, they share a really, really nice scene at the end of that movie when Tony's about to die. It's like, they, they, they don't even say anything to each other. It's just a look. Like, they literally just look at each other. And, like, there's this, like, nice little, like, exchange between them that's just unspoken, you know, based, like, you know, with their friendship and all that throughout this entire series. And for you to tell me that there is a possibility that Rhodey in that movie wasn't even Rhodey and it was some random scroll lady is the biggest insult to any fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's just a, you're spitting in the face of the fandom, man. Um, I am one of the people who doesn't think that Rhodey was a scroll since Civil War. I actually think that Rhodey has been a scroll since the end of Endgame. So, like, right after that movie, you know, I think that's probably more appropriate for when Rhodey's a scroll. Because I'm not going to lie. It would be a little weird if scroll Rhodey was this good at being Rhodey for this long. And then suddenly, when the events of this show happen, she just immediately shows her colors, like, instantly. Because, <laughs> you know, Rhodey in Infinity War and in Endgame... It's pretty funny. You know, he's kind of like the, you know, he'll be serious here and there, but he's still like that, like, kind of goofball and stuff. You know, like, realist that he is throughout all of the MCU. And then in this show, I, I again, like I said earlier, it's just so blatant from the beginning of the series 
when he first shows up that this isn't Rhodey. Like, again, like, because post-Endgame, we haven't really seen him in a lot of stuff. You know, he was in Falcon and Winter Soldier for, like, a few scenes in the first episode, and that's about it. Like, I think it's very realistic that he was probably a scroll since after Endgame. But, oh my god, if Marvel really goes through with this idea that he was a scroll since Civil War, man, I might, I might have to stop watching Marvel, bro. Like, that's, that's just terrible writing. Like, you cannot be serious. Oh, but yeah, I don't, I don't even know what else there is to talk about. I just, I just hope Marvel really needs to get their shit together. Honestly, <clears throat> some of these shows they've been putting out, don't get me wrong, have had a lot of good stuff in them. I really liked Moon Knight. The finale for me wasn't really the best, but I liked that show as a whole. You know, I liked the first few shows. Like, I liked WandaVision. I liked Captain, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. What Fuck. <laughs> Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I just took the title from the end. Um, You know, I liked... Loki, Loki, obviously is the best at all. That's not maybe let's not even compare. That's gonna leave its own. You know, I liked um, some of the other stuff. I didn't like She Hulk. I am gonna stand firmly on that. I didn't like it, but you know they they've been they've been putting out some good stuff here and there. But like a lot of the majority of the problems that are in some of these MCU shows are in all of these MCU shows, even the ones I like. Like, still, some of these shows have the problem of not being long enough. They're really short, which makes them feel rushed. They have really shitty villains. Again, like, I, I'm so, again, going back to uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I'm someone who likes that show, but Carly in that show is such a terrible villain. She sucks. Um, you know, they in Hawkeye, they dropped the ball with Kingpin. Um, I don't hate Agatha in, in WandaVision, but, you know, it's, like, whatever. Like, it's, it's... They're really dropping the ball with some of these villains and some of the other aspects of these shows, and they really need to take a step back and really look at themselves in the mirror and say, like, all right, do we want to keep pumping out these average-ass series that don't connect, that, you know, are very bland... They're like chicken with just salt. Or do we want to, like, take a step back and start making some shit that people are going to like? And, you know, that, you, uh, you know, it's, like, fun watch. Like, they, like, face, there's a reason people say phase four is really terrible. And this is why. And don't get me wrong, phase four has some good stuff in it. Both Spider-Man movies in that, in that phase are really good. Um... Again, Loki's really great. Wakanda Forever is fucking amazing. But some of the stuff, a lot of the majority of the stuff in that phase is just bad. And Phase 5, so far, has been really disappointing too. You know, Quantumania, I, don't really, I didn't really hate Quantumania personally. But I see why a lot of people have problems with it. Um, Again, this series... Fucking, what else has Marvel even put out since then? Uh, like, the only good thing Marvel has put out so far in Phase 5 has been Guardians 3, and that's it. <laughs> Nothing else that they have released 
since then, unless there is something I'm just drastically forgetting, has really been that good. And they're digging themselves more into a hole, man. If you want people to really get invested in, like, the Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars later down the line, you really gotta, like, you know, up the ante. We need more Guardi- we need more Guardians 3 type, sh- type movies and shows, man. You know, Marvel has some... Some hope left for the rest of this year. I'm pretty sure Loki Season 2 is supposed to be coming out at some point. Uh, this fall or if not this uh, early next year. Uh, who knows? Everything's getting fucking delayed and stuff. But um, that's, that's, that series actually did finish filming and wrapping up all that. Like years. Like um, I think like last year actually. So uh, we'll be getting that. I'm praying that that at least is good. You know, I really love the first season of Loki, and if we get another show like this, if it ends up being something like this, man, I'm going to be so disappointed. Like, I love Marvel. I've been a, like, day one Marvel person, but, like, we, we need to start getting some better things, man. They've really, like, I a lot of people, I will say, have been overreacting with the current MCU since Endgame, but, man, like, they're overreacting with some pretty good reasons, so, like, Marvel gotta just pick it up. Man, that's that's really all I gotta say about Secret Invasion. I think I've laid out mostly everything I feel about this show. If I have to give this a, a number grade... Man, this deserves... It's probably like a five. I, five? Five? Maybe four and a half out of ten? That's really harsh. Uh, yeah, no, I'll give it a 5 out of 10 for right now. I don't know. Maybe I'll, I might give it a lower grade later down the line. Yeah, this is just so absolutely average. So disappointed. But yeah, anyways, that's all from me today. Thank you to whoever the hell decided to listen to me ramble on about Marvel for an hour. You know... Uh, if you enjoyed the show, kudos to you. Like, I wish I did. But, um, till next time, peace.